Before we start the show, I'm going to give a shout out. Those of you that follow us on Twitter will occasionally see a tweet showing an impressively mounted autograph and picture. One of my passions, and something I share, are autographs from classic horror stars. Collecting classic autographs can be a bit hit and miss, which is why I'm so pleased to have someone I trust 100% getting the ones I require for my collection. That person is Robert Griffiths, an AFTAL-approved dealer for many years. If you want to see what Robert has in his collection, you can go online to autographloft.co.uk or if you want to see a selection of his top ones for sale, all beautifully framed, pop into the first floor of the Cardiff Antique Centre. While there, say hello to Robert, a top guy. I've got a couple of signed photos from there of England rugby players. They were on sale for some reason. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Neil. So that's Robert Griffiths from Autograph Loft. Well worth checking out if you're in the market for excellently presented autographs. And of course, it's always a pleasure to give a shout out for a fellow Welshman. Now over to dealing with two people who wish they were Welsh. Welcome to the latest edition of At The Flicks Movie News. All you ever need to know about what is happening in the strange world of the movies. The At The Flicks equivalent of Harry, Ron and Hermione, that is Jeff, Graham and Neil, are here, (laughs) suited and booted, to guide you through the entertainment news you need to know. This month, Jeff speaks to Phil Hain, who will update us as to when filming gets underway on his cherished project. Graham talks David Cronenberg, and I have some exciting animation news. I thought you'd have wanted to talk horror again this month, Neil. I work with you. I have enough horror in my life. I'll tell you what is scary. Since we've brought movie news back, we've managed to deliver at least one exclusive every month. Can we do it again this month, Jeff? Indeed we can, Graham. We have a couple of items of exclusive news coming up. However, circumstances have changed and there will be one less than we originally planned. Now, at this point of the show, we were going to talk to Phil Hain, who is going to tell us the latest news about his ghost story, Harmony. Unfortunately, events have overtaken us, and filming dates are currently being reviewed. Filming is going to take place, so there's no need to worry about that, and we will be talking to Phil about this exciting project. It's just you're going to have to wait a little bit longer before we can share the detail Phil has told us. So that piece of film news is currently on hold until we can release it. While you're waiting, you can always check out Phil's excellent short film, Stained. Extremely funny, super sick, and with some images you will never forget. Speaking of images you don't want in your head, for many years, film director David Cronenberg made the type of movie Neil and I would cross the street to avoid, with titles like Rabid, The Brood, and Shivers. You just know they're not family-friendly. Over time, Mr. Cronenberg's film's style changed and became more cerebral, with titles such as Cosmopolis and A Dangerous Method. Then after Map to the Stars in 2014, David Cronenberg just stopped making films. Many people assumed he had retired, especially as his first novel, Consumed, came out the same year as Map to the Stars. Not bad, publishing your first novel at 71. There's hope for you yet, Jeff. Not a chance. The Mr. Men books have all been written. (laughs) Very good, Neil. (laughs) Let's write that comment down in crayon before you forget it, eh? 
Mm-hmm. I see David Cronenberg made a movie about you two. He called it A History of Violence. Back to the movie news. Despite the rumors, David Cronenberg has not retired. There were some small acting parts in films such as Disappearance of Clifton Hill in 2019 and a recurring character in Star Trek Discovery. By his own admission, he was not in any hurry to return to directing, and if he was, it would be for a passion project, which is why, over the last few years, the writer-director has been working with Netflix to create a miniseries based on his novel Consumed. However, that project has hit the rocks for the moment. Rumour is, Netflix weren't too crazy about the scripts, considering some of his novel's theme, including cancer, cannibalism and sexual depravity, it's perhaps not too surprising. Bloody hell, Neil. Two out of three things on that list make up your perfect weekend. Jeff, that's terrible. (laughs) I thought it was just golf and drinking. Okay. Uh, Golf and drinking is shorthand for cannibalism. (laughs) Thank you, both of you. Well, the great news is Neil is not going to recount his weekend. Instead, (laughs) David Cronenberg is going to return as director, and it is a film for the cinema. He is planning to film Crimes of the Future in Greece during August and early September. Hang on. Wasn't that the title of one of his first films, made over 50 years ago? Indeed it is. A disturbing little movie set in the near future, 1997, as the film was made in the 70s, where a new range of cosmetic products has resulted in a killer plague which has wiped out all sexually mature women. In the wake of this disaster, Adrian Tripod, yes, you heard that name correctly, goes in search of Anton Rouge, the scientist who may be responsible for the catastrophe. However, his search brings unexpected and horrific results. If you're a fan of David Cronenberg's early work, then Crimes of the Future can be found on YouTube, and we will put a link to it in the show notes. Be warned, it's a disturbing feature. Not recommended for you, Neil. I have no intention of watching it. Is the new version going to be as disturbing? From what we know, the answer is probably yes. It looks as though this is a fusion of ideas from the original Crimes of the Future, with some body horror from Videodrome thrown in for good measure. Here is a synopsis from Deadline magazine. Crimes of the Future takes a deep dive into the not-so-distant future, where humankind is learning to adapt to its synthetic surroundings. This evolution moves humans beyond their natural state and into a metamorphosis, altering their biological makeup. While some embrace the limitless potential of transhumanism, others attempt to police it. Either way, accelerated evolution syndrome is spreading fast. Saul Tenser is a beloved performance artist who has embraced accelerated evolution syndrome, sprouting new and unexpected organs in his body. Along with his partner, Caprice, Tenser has turned the removal of these organs into a spectacle for his loyal followers to marvel at in real-time theatre. But with both the government and a strange subculture taking note, Tenser is forced to consider what would be his most shocking performance of all. God, that sounds so David Cronenberg. I've got to be honest, I don't see this as a future summer blockbuster hit. (laughs) (laughs) Who's starring in it? The cast is headlined by Viggo Mortensen, who has been David Cronenberg's star of choice from almost all of his movies since the Jeff and Neil film A History of Violence back in 2005. 
Also in the cast are French actress Léa Sidou, most famous for her role as Madeleine Swan, Inspector, and the upcoming No Time to Die. Kristen Stewart, the best thing in the recent reboot of Charlie's Angel, <laughs> and will be seen playing Princess Diana in Spencer, coming later this year. And Scott Speedman, best known for the Underworld series of movies. Expect Crimes of the Future sometime next year. The film in which David Cronenberg returns to his body horror roots. Before handing over to Neil, I have an exclusive for you. In show 55, we visited the set of Falkland Square down in Portsmouth and spoke to the cast and crew. A couple of days ago, the trailer for Falkland Square was released and can be found on YouTube. This has British hit written all over it. We will put a link to the trailer in the show notes and would ask you to check it out. Thinking about our day on the film set has got me quite animated. So... This is a perfect time to ask, what else is going on in the world of animation, Neil? Before I do that, I have some exclusive good news for you. Louisa, An Amazing Adventure, a film we've been tracking throughout its creation, has just won at the Moscow International Children's Film Festival. A big win and raises anticipation for its festival entry at the KVC Festival later this month. For more about that festival check out our April Movie News show. So if you're a stateside and still debating whether to get tickets to see Louisa in that online festival, I can strongly urge you to get them ASAP. Louisa, an amazing adventure, gets a thumbs up from your At The Flicks team and the animation festivals it has been shown in. Wow, I can't wait for this to be released. Back to my original question, is there much else happening with animated projects. So much, Graham, so much. I'll start with one you are following very closely. However, I am warning you now, there is bad news here for you. When you say things like that, my immediate thoughts is Jeff's been tinkering with the script. As if. You might be right, Graham. Jeff told me Chicken Run was your favourite <laughs> animation film of all time, and you'll be so pleased to hear there is a sequel. Seriously, I'm stoked by that news, says Jeff. <laughs> Don't get too stoked. The Mel isn't in it. Ardman think he's not politically correct enough. That is shocking. Name any other actor who is more politically correct. See, you can't name one. No, I can't. I can see this news has brought you down. Let me cheer you up a little. The fun-loving, cheeky and all-round nice rooster will be voiced by Donald Gibson in Chicken Run 2. You heard it right. He'll be voiced by the Mel's brother. Just in case you're thinking that is odd, he has also voiced for the Mel before. He took over the role of John Smith for Pocahontas 2, Journey to the New World. Like everyone in the Gibson family, he is multi-talented apart from the odd acting job. He is also an industrial painter. Okay, Neil. You have stoked Graham's Mel ego long <laughs> enough. Look how large it is now. Can you, <laughs> can you tell That's our listeners? That's not list an ego. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell our listeners what you found out about Chicken Run 2? Sure. Sorry, Graham. When we take a break, I'll whisper more of the Mel to you. So Chicken Run 2, Ardman have entered into a deal with Netflix for this film, which has now started shooting. As for the plot, 
Ginger, Rooster and the rest of the hens now have a peaceful life on their island sanctuary, well away from Tweedy's farm. However, Ginger learns of a new threat to the chickens back on the mainland. Rocky, Ginger and their daughter Molly hatch a plan to stop the threat, even if that means returning to Tweedy's farm. (laughs) Hatch a plan. Good old Ardman. Bad puns guaranteed. Chicken Run 2 has already been in the news when it was announced that Julia Sawala will not be returning to voice Ginger because she is too old. We don't know who will be replacing Julia yet. However, other vocal cast members who will be returning are Jane Horrocks, Phil Daniels and Timothy Spall. Given that this is a stop-motion picture, do not expect to see it on Netflix for a couple of years. I am sure it will be worth waiting for. If you can't wait that long for an animation feature, then watch out for Blazing Samurai, hopefully coming out later this year. Blazing Samurai? Doesn't that title sound like... Yes, Blazing Saddles. That reference is intentional. This is a family-friendly animated remake of Blazing Saddles, sort of. There have, however, been a few production problems with the movie. If you're remaking Blazing Saddles in this day and age, I'm surprised there have only been a few problems. The problems are not with content, at least not what we know of. The issues have been with the original production company and the creative talent behind it. Blazing Samurai was originally going to be released in 2017, but those issues held up release. A couple of months ago, Lion King, original not remake director Rob Minkoff, was brought on board to work with animator-turned-director Mark Coetzee to get the movie completed and possibly released at the end of this year. OK, but this doesn't address the real problem. Remaking Blazing Saddles in an era when political correctness is out of control and my piercing observations are continually being withheld (laughs) from listeners by the Gestapo over there. Danke, Herr Jeff. (laughs) To be fair, they have done this very cleverly. The on-screen cast are dogs and cats. Well, one dog, really. Hank is the only dog on an island of cats, and he's persuaded by the evil cat samurai warlord... Ikachu, to to become the samurai, despite the cat's townsfolk hating him because he's a dog. It's up to an old, washed-up samurai cat called Jimbo to help Hank overthrow the warlord. It has a great vocal cast. Hank is voiced by Michael Cera, Scott Pilgrim, Ikachu by Ricky Gervais, and Jimbo by Samuel L. Jackson. Also in the cast are George Takei and Michelle Yeoh, with a special guest appearance from the great Mel Brooks himself. So if Blazing Samurai can resolve all its production issues and the film doesn't follow Blazing Saddles too closely, we might even see this movie for Christmas. Next up is another animated movie that has references to a famous not-for-kids movie, the Bad Guys has such characters as Mr. Wolf, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Snake, and, oh, just for our resident arachnophobe, Jeff, Miss Tarantula, about to prepare the ultimate heist. Although it is not what you think. You see, these bad guys actually want to be good guys. So nobody gets their ears cut off, then. 
Hopefully somebody stamps on that damn spider. <laughs> no, none of those things happen. If you want to get a flavour of what this DreamWorks film could look like, check out the hilarious books by Ethan Cohen, which form the basis of this movie and possibly any sequels. With a voice cast that includes Sam Rockwell and Aquafina, this promises to be a winner when it opens for Easter 2022. To finish this news piece, I would quickly like to mention two other animation films hopefully coming over the next 18 months. First up is Wendell and Wild, the first stop-motion film from director Henry Selick since Coraline, way back in 2009. He has developed this with Jordan Peele for Netflix, as you would expect from the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas. This has rather dark overtones. Wendell and Wilde are two demon brothers who must face off against their nemesis, the demon-dusting nun, Sister Helly. The two brothers are voiced by Jordan Peele and comic actor Keegan-Michael Kay, who has previously provided voice work for such animated films as Hotel Transylvania series, Toy Story 4 and the remake of The Lion King. Wendell and Wilde has been in development since 2015 and it is expected that Netflix will release it sometime in 2022. Finally, we have an animation film that you may never see, despite the fact that it's supposed to be released in 2015. B.O.O. Bureau of Otherworldly Operations is a DreamWorks film with a voice cast which includes Bill Murray, Melissa McCarthy and Seth Rogen. It can best be described as a men in black, but with ghosts rather than extraterrestrials. There has been all sorts of production problems, and the original director has been removed from the project. We have heard rumours that this is to be written off at a cost of $145 million, and in complete contradiction that it will be com- completed reworked by another creative team. The idea sounds fascinating, so we hope that it does get completed and eventually released. However, like all the animation films I have discussed today, from inception to release will take years. Let's hope all these films are worth the wait. Something definitely not worth the wait. Jeff's recommendations. Thank you, Neil, a man who is a COVID variant all on his own. <laughs> no way I want to be infected. I imagine it'll be like a zombie plague and you have to wander around with a golf club in your hand. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Anyway, my music recommendation this month is the score to Chloe Zhao's haunting and affecting feature, Nomadland. Like many others, I was surprised when this film won the Best Film Oscar as there had been so little buzz about it and it was not available to view in the UK before the awards. Also, I'd heard mixed things about the movie, so I was surprised how much this film affected me when I saw it. I talk about this at length in our latest review show, worth checking out if you haven't listened to it yet. Part of the reasons for its haunting success for me was the music, because Nomadland is about people travelling across America. Chloe Zhao wanted to enhance the images with classical music that drew its own inspiration from nature. That is how she discovered the music of Ludovico Einaudi. The director says, I felt he and friend, which is Francis McDormand's character, were walking in parallel. 
Their shared love of nature connects them, and I knew then his music would fit perfectly with our movie. Judge that for yourself with this wonderful extract. There is melancholia, which enhances Friend's journey in the film. Apart from the pieces by Ludovico and Audi, the soundtrack recording is enhanced with the live recordings of songs by the real nomads as used in the film. It's an album to sit and listen to in quiet reflection. Simply wonderful. For an audiobook this month, I have selected The Happy Hoofer, actress Celia Emery's autobiography. Charming and great fun. Much, I imagine, like the lady herself. There are some fantastic stories here. How her first film appearance in the Pete Walker horror movie House of Whipcord triggered very unpleasant memories from her teenage years, being kidnapped when filming Highlander, and a warning to all actors everywhere. Never, ever commit to a film with a script that has not come to you through the proper channels. Narrated by Celia Emery herself, this is a comfortable joy to listen to. Worth tracking down. Comfortable joy are not two words I would associate with you, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> it's time for us to go. See you next month for more movie news. In the meantime, we'll leave you with another track from Nomadland. Nomadland.